this is why we have the best fans in the world. Welcome to Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction in Harry Styles podcast. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Lucia. And this is our 223rd episode of Talk Direction. And we will start off with our quarantine check-in, as we've been doing. I hope all of our listeners are doing okay and staying healthy. Uh, Lucia, how have you been? I've been okay. I had a really intense work week kind of the last two weeks have been pretty intense uh but last week my I had two board and train dogs uh and they went home so I was like doing like filming videos for Mm -hmm. the owners and like doing write-ups and like a lot of work to get everything wrapped up and then I had to drive them home which was a pretty long drive um and obviously with the pandemic I had to be extremely careful and like it was re- it's just really, really hard to travel right now. Obviously, yeah. no one should be traveling unless they had to, but I had to bring these people's dogs back home. I've mm-hmm. had them for two months. Um, <laughs> and so uh, I had to do it, and it was just really challenging to, like, yeah. travel right now. And I also um, – I, like the, – the dogs live in, um, in Oakland, where I used to live in California. Um, and so I, like, didn't see my family at all, um, which was really sucky because I – haven't seen them um since Christmas and so I drove there and I was like you know 20 minutes away but didn't right. see them that sucks. um because obviously I don't want to see anyone right now um and last time I went I did like uh I visited my my mom and and my stepmom and like we I like left my car window rolled up so we like talked like that <laughs> but it was honestly so sad um, yeah. and I was just like, I can't handle the emotions of doing that again, yeah. especially cause it was like a work trip and I needed to like stay extremely focused. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of a bummer. I mean, the trip itself was nice and like the, the work stuff was successful. So, um, it wasn't bad. It was just very tiring. Um, and I got back yesterday, so I'm very, very tired, <laughs> but now I only well, have, I imagine. yeah, but now I only have my two dogs and I've had like multiple other dogs for a long time so I feel excited for this upcoming Mm. week of hopefully relaxation oh that's so nice yeah I know you've been super busy and like doing an event like that during COVID is just like so much pressure to be you have to be on all the time thinking exactly what am I doing when I get gas when I yeah get out and pee somewhere like it's right well and I had to stay at a hotel oh my god so I had to like wipe things down I like brought my own bedding I like brought garbage bags I could put dirty stuff into garbage bags so I could just Mm -hmm. wrap it up and take it home like it was so much oh my god so much planning too jeez (laughs) I feel like I felt like last time I felt like this too um that I was like a spy or something (laughs) yeah just like the elaborate way I was like making sure nothing was contaminated I felt like I was doing a crime or something (laughs) yeah but I'm glad you're going to all that effort because like I know a lot of people might just be like 
you know what, whatever. Like, I, I, yeah. can't, I can't care this much. Um, well, it's but, scary because a lot of people are just, I don't know, living in la-la land. I don't know. Yeah. In Ashland, Oregon, um, where I stopped, they're in, like, the phase one of reopening. And mm-hmm. so I, like, went into the town. Um, I, like, ordered takeout for food, and I was just going to go pick it up. And I walk in, and there was t- people inside just sitting down, no masks on, hanging out, like, oh walking right God. past each other. Like, no social distancing, no mask. I was so freaked out. And, I yeah, it was very shocking. And I know That's there's a lot of really places something else. that are, like, open like that. But I yeah. just, like, Oregon has – I mean, Portland, like, our county has been really, really strict. Yeah. Um, so I just – I was so – and obviously, California. Everyone in California is being very strict, so it was shocking. <laughs> yeah, I know. I just, I don't really understand. I don't understand people going out and about as if this thing is not so freaking contagious that it started with like one person and spread to the whole world. Like, there mm-hmm. are still thousands of people who have this. It's going to spread again. Yeah. Like, and, and I, like, you can totally understand a moment of weakness where you want to just do something selfishly. Like, oh, I just want to go to the store, like, and go shopping for one day. I need a break. Or I just want to go to the beach. But it's like, it's that one slip that could cost you your life or someone else that you know or mm-hmm. someone you don't know their life. It's just like, come on. Think about it. I know. I know. But, yeah. yeah. Little little bit of a rant. <laughs> 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 Um, I've been kind of same old, same old here. Although this week I've been like looking at um, the cost of medical school a lot more detailed because yeah. I gave up my state school to go to a school in Boston, and that was a really, really tough decision to make because it's it's like financially so different, yeah. um, and the debt I'm taking on is very different. Um, but that's kind of been depressing to deal with and Mm. at the same time be like I don't want to like I don't want to not be able to like get a bed frame and like put pictures on my wall like I don't want to not be able to do those things like that's important to me so that's just been kind of uh difficult to think about but obviously not the worst thing going on in the world right now but it's tough um and also I don't really know when medical school starting if it's going to be in person like it's very unclear at the moment I don't know where I'm living right so it's kind of just up in the air which makes it difficult to like see where my future is going to be in the next couple months yeah yeah that's supposed to be such a weird time to be starting a school yeah exactly um so yeah um I ordered a positive (laughs) I ordered a clothing rack on Wayfair which is like a discount furniture online store thing um and it was a Mm -hmm. pink pink clothing rack (laughs) so like it's made out of metal but it's like pink metal and it's very funky and I'm excited about that (laughs) so I just send me a picture screw it yeah I will um it hasn't arrived yet but I ordered it yesterday like catch me in a moment of weakness and I'll order something you know yeah (laughs) That's how it works. But I've been pretty good. But I don't know. I ordered some like leggings and stuff the other day because I've just been wearing leggings all day, every day. And I've been getting much mm-hmm. more into like walking and doing yoga and stretching. So I figured mm-hmm. it was an okay investment. Um, and then Memorial Day weekend's coming up next weekend. So I know that's going to be a very risky time. 
oh yeah (laughs) at the same time it's like i do actually need stuff like i need to get a bed i need to get yeah like so i feel a little validated i want to get a tv and like tvs Uh aren't that expensive you can get them for cheap like obviously there's ones that are thousands and thousands of dollars but like that's not my budget but like right and i'm thinking there's gonna be some good sales memorial day weekend so fingers crossed yeah um but that's what my life's been looking like um maybe everyone should write in on twitter at talk underscore direction and tell us like your high and your low of the week or of quarantine i feel like that would be nice we could all talk about our highs and lows yes Um, yeah uh, if you want to go check out our Patreon, uh, that's p a t r e o n dot com slash talk direction, where we put up bonus content related to One Direction. Um, and as soon as you join, it's a monthly subscription, so you can pay one, two fifty, five dollars, ten dollars. You get a ton of content from years <laughs> built up. Um, and one of the biggest things we do is talk direction down low, which is a mini half hour podcast episode that we do four times a month. And we usually talk about things that either we didn't get to talk about on the show. Maybe they're sort of more intimate, like, opinions that we don't want to share to, like, the entire wide audience. Um, A little more risque. We kind of get more silly over there. Uh, So if you're interested in any of that, definitely go check out patreon.com slash talk direction. We love the support we get over there. And we love the community we have building, especially during quarantine. So thank you to all our Patreon supporters. And if you're wanting to check it out go check it out um and we'd be happy to invite you into the community uh this week on talk direction down low uh we're going to be talking about the damien rice article that niall actually wrote for the independent um magazine slash newspaper whatever it is as well as harry's dress photo that came out from the uh, lights up music video era um, and then last episode we did was 1D as vloggers and we kind of fantasized if all of One Direction turned into YouTube vloggers because Liam has started doing weekly YouTube videos and we thought, hey, let's talk about what we'd want to see from each of them and what is possible. So if you're interested in those chitty chat episodes, uh, go check it out at patreon.com slash talk direction. And if you haven't guessed by the title of this episode, today we are talking all about the Watermelon Sugar music video. It came out yesterday, Monday, May 18th, and uh, this whole episode is just going to be a big old discussion. We've got the highs of it. We've got the lows of it. Um, It's going to be kind of feministy, but also talking about the stuff we liked. Um, So climb aboard and get ready. Um, And I feel like (laughs) I've been talking so much and I'm out of breath. Um, But we'll just (laughs) plow on. Um, so we kind of been anticipating this music video since it was filmed in January and we got a whole bunch of behind the scenes shots of it, of Harry on the beach with a whole bunch of people and watermelons. And it was very clear they were filming the watermelon sugar music video in advance. Um, and we kind of said at the time, we bet it would come out during the summer months and maybe we said May, I'm not sure, but, um, that seems to have come true. Um, this music video sort of started with similar things Harry's been doing for each of his music video releases, like different ways to build up and get fans excited. He had the classic, do you know who you are.com, um, putting out different answers and, um, they were putting out little sayings on watermelon colored, 
uh, backgrounds. So I included two of them. One of them is Lucia, You Are Warm, Sun Rays, TPWK, Love H. And Caitlin, You Are Juicy, TPWK, Love H. Um, so I don't know. Do you think like this, do you know who you are thing is now just going to be a thing from now on? Unfortunately, everything you said except for do you think now on was cut out. <laughs> oh, no. <That's> okay. <laughs> I was trying to just let you talk because I was like, yeah, sometimes the thing happens where like it'll all come at once. But then I realized yeah. you asked me a question and I didn't know what you were talking about. No, we're you're having good. crappy internet right now. Oh no! <laughs> um, I said, do you think the do you know who you are dot com is going to be a thing that just carries on, or is it just like this HS two era? Mm, probably just this era, but yeah. I do think it would be cool if it continued on for like until he has like another album out. You know? Yeah, yeah. Because it's really I fun. Wonder, I wonder who goes on every day to like check to see if it changes. <laughs> Or, like, what yeah. new phrases there are. There are definitely people who do that. Um, and good for them, because then we know when things are coming. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I thought these were cute. I like them using, like, funny little phrases that relate to whatever the music video is. Um, mm-hmm. Additionally, this time around, there was a website called IJustWannaTasteIt.com. Wanna spelled W-A-N-N-A. Uh, <laughs> and this brought you to a website that had a picnic table on it and every day it kept adding items like salt and pepper a napkin a drink um and then before the music video was released harry actually released a um video where he came and sat down at the picnic table and he's bringing watermelon over and it like said the music video is coming out monday may 18th at like 12 p.m eastern um so yeah that was cute and then there was additionally a a watermelon countdown where like bites were getting eaten into there was like a lot of weird watermelon themed countdowns but I thought it was fun and it added to like I I feel like music video releases nowadays aren't just music video releases there has to be a big thing going on with it a big um what's it called like promotion production yeah production promotional thing um, that leads up to it that gets people excited you get way more promo that way um, I think you probably get more views that way uh, and it's probably more enjoyable for the artists and fans so yeah he did a lot of this stuff um, and then what is next Harry tweeted when the video came out do not try this at home practice social distancing watermelon sugar video out now and he had also previously retweeted kiwi walked so watermelon sugar should could run um so that was his tweet he tweeted even before the album came out um and he was just retweeting his own tweet which was funny um and he posted some picture of him holding up watermelon with some of the actresses in the background (laughs) um there are a lot of great photos that came from this uh, music video and I've included a ton of them on the Google Doc which you can access if you're a Patreon supporter at the 250 level Um, so go check that out because there's tons of gifts and tons of pictures uh, behind the scenes photos if you haven't seen them and you want to like follow along as we talk about them um, go check that out Um, and then additionally on top of additionally on top of (laughs) um, on top (laughs) of the uh, music video being released. Harry also released uh, Watermelon Sugar merch. So there's a hat that is all black and then in red 
stitching it says i want your belly and then there's a black t-shirt with a sort of neon reverse like almost pop art like a uh, picture of harry um it's a picture of harry lying on the beach but they've done it um in this sort of pop art purple red and bright green watermelon sugar writing um on the shirt um so before we get into the music video what do you think of this merch um it's interesting um i don't really wear hats and i don't wear shirts that have like squares on them or circles (laughs) They just like look weird and distorted on me uh-huh. since I have a big chest. I don't so. like squares. Well, like if you have a big chest and you wear something that's supposed to have like um, straight lines, it mm-hmm. like, I don't know, it can look weird yeah. and distorted. That makes sense. Like this, the watermelon sugar text would probably be like folded under my boobs most of the time. <laughs> so like, right. I'm not going to buy them, but like, <laughs> I like that like there's this- new merch for it. Yeah, I like the style, like the color styling too. I think this is like getting, it's getting cooler as he puts out more merch. Like, I think this is cooler Mm. than some of the other stuff we've seen from this era. Um, Not Mm -hmm. so sure about the hat. Like, I like that, I like that quote, but no one's going to understand it. And they're going to be like, what the hell? I want your (laughs) belly. Like, it's a very, it's a very inner circle type of uh, phrase. (laughs) But yeah. Yeah. But I guess it's, I guess some people will get it. No mm-hmm. one, no one will, no one will understand why you have, I want your belly on your hat though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so moving on, um, this music video was directed by a duo, Bradley and Pablo. And there were a ton of people that worked on the music video and I've included some of them, um, some of their names as we go, but it was a pretty big team. Um, I wanted to read this Vogue, uh, little quote because I thought it sort of put a good image of what the music video was kind of aiming for um they said this was their like review of the music video as the world preps for its first socially distant summertime there is a nostalgia for touch for most people frolicking on the beach eating watermelon and bumping bodies isn't the car it isn't in the cards for these next few months but the site is still appealing as an artist who appreciates tactility last year's unapologetically sexy lights up clip tacked similar subject matter he's the right person to remind fans about the joys of human connection his vision for a 2020 summer of love may feel far from reality but it presents a dreamy and chic escape um so i thought that was interesting especially because this music video was filmed before covid and the way it was presented um, definitely acknowledged that COVID was a thing and that the music video very much is a lot of touching. And yet in today's world, that is not a reality, um, except for the, the people who are still going to the beach <laughs> um, when they shouldn't be. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So before we jump in to sort of a scene by scene discussion and getting into some of the uh deeper topics we wanted to talk about with the music video um what is your kind of overall feeling um so i 
since I was traveling this weekend, I just got back yesterday. I was like driving all day yesterday. So I didn't watch the video till this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got pretty bummed out after I watched it um, because I saw a ton of like really flat tummies and no plus size women at all, which like is to be expected. I don't know why I expected anything different. And maybe I didn't expect anything different, but I just kind of forgot that that's what I was going to be confronted with. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm someone who like has body dysmorphia. I have issues with my with my body and how I see it. And I always have ever since puberty. Um, and it's like something that I go back and forth between dealing with and not dealing with. So like I will deal with it sometimes and it's sucky and hard and then I will like ignore it (laughs) and like just pretend, just ignore it, you know? Um, And so I've been kind of ignoring it for a while and then I started going to therapy again a few weeks ago and I'm like dealing with stuff now. Mm -hmm. So it's like on my mind. So I think that's why I was so affected because it's just something I've been thinking about and dealing with the last few weeks in like a really intense way. And then um, to be confronted by someone you admire in a, such a blatant way, I feel like that mm-hmm. also can sometimes, like, just be like, oh, right, this is where the world is. It's like, yeah, like you exactly. know it, but it's, like, when right I was, in your face. Yeah, because when I was going into the video, I wasn't even thinking about it. I was, right. you know, in the first few minutes of the video, I was watching stuff and, like, thinking about what I was going to talk about in the episode. And then, like, as the video continued, I just, like, I honestly cried because I was just so, like... <laughs> It just, like, yeah. took me by surprise. Um, just, like, oh, right. <laughs> like, yeah. like you said. Um, so, yeah, I, like, I often will just, like, kind of disasso- dissociate when I, like, have um, these kind of feelings. And so I feel like that might happen during this episode that I'll just, like, kind of dissociate and, like, you know, talk about it from a more disconnected place, um, mm-hmm. or I'll, or I'll, I'll not. Um, we'll see. But I kind of already feel like I'm a little bit dis- kind of dissociating from it. Mm-hmm. So it sucks. It's a thing. Um, a lot of people have to deal with it. Um, people who are plus size and not like mm-hmm. no one escapes uh, the body stuff in our society. At least no one I've ever known. Um, but it's obviously different when you are of a body type that society has deemed unacceptable. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I don't know where I'm going now. (laughs) No, but that's okay. And I I feel like this is one of the things we talked about before recording this episode is like this podcast is not just about like, like we're a critical podcast. We talk about things we talk about larger societal issues, feminist issues. We like to go there. And sometimes I think we feel like we shouldn't or that will people like that? Will people be annoyed? Like, should we just be talking about things in a positive light all the time? And I just, I think I'm reassured by listeners that every time we do end up going there, um, they appreciate it. And that's why our podcast is different than maybe Mm -hmm. other ones because we do look at things with a critical eye and I think you're totally validated to talk about you know how this made you feel and whether you're in a space to talk about it personally or feeling a little bit disconnected like you you talk about it however you want to talk about it 
Um, and I would love to get feedback from listeners too, if anyone else is feeling some type of way. And especially because I think you can, on the Twitterverse, um, just be inundated with so many people with one opinion mm-hmm. and kind of feel like your opinion or your experience was wrong or, you know, somehow you're not validated because everyone else is saying something so great or kind of saying exact opposite of what you're feeling. Um, so I want this to be a space that we can talk about multiple perspectives and talk about the things that maybe aren't as easy to discuss and say, hey, you know, maybe he made a mistake here. Um, or I liked this part of it, but this part was not so great, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, so. Yeah. I think, <clears throat> yeah, with Twitter, like, because when I, when I kind of first watched the video and then was having my reaction, my immediate thought was like, oh, everyone's going to be annoyed that I have these feelings. Because, <laughs> right. like, you see that on Twitter a lot of, like, if anyone criticizes Harry, then all these people will be like, Harry can never do anything right. Like, you're just going to jump on him. Like, you know, people get mm-hmm. very defensive of him. Um, even when the criticism is, like, very mild and kind, which, honestly, it always is. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sure there are some hairy haters out there who aren't, but um, most of the, th- the the criticism I see is, like, really not that. <laughs> and it's right. not just be- about who I follow because I will search tags, like, or I'll search keywords. Yeah. Like, when something happens, I'll search, like, the keywords and, like, I'll see the criticism. And it's, like, most of the time very thoughtful and written by people who are fans of him. Yeah. Like, obviously, I'm a fan of, of his and I have criticism for him. But it's, like – and also, like, my – opinions aren't like I just watched this video it's very fresh so my opinions aren't like me critic me being a critic my Mm -hmm. opinions are like me how I feel so like I watched this video and I had a reaction based on who I am and I'm like allowed to have that because that's just how I feel it's not about like me being a critic of Harry it's just like I had a reaction to this this piece of art that I saw Mm -hmm. um But yeah, I think it gave me hard. And I did see some people on Twitter talking about it. I think one of the things I saw is like a couple of people kind of praising Harry for having plus size models in this video, Mm -hmm. which he had one he had one model who in the fashion industry probably is plus size. She's probably a size eight, which in the fashion industry is a plus is plus size, which is crazy because there are many, many, many women who are over a size eight in the world. Um, but you know, she was wearing high rise jeans on the beach because God forbid you actually see her lower stomach, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's just especially frustrating because like there's this line in the song, like, I want your belly, which I think when the song came out, like a lot of people were kind of talking about how that made them think of like their pouchy bellies or like their right. not flat stomachs, just because the word belly brings that to mind. Yes. And so then to see, like, all of the bellies in this video are just, like, f- like completely, like, flat um, was just kind of – it felt blatant. That's what it felt like. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel like, oh, they just forgot. It felt on purpose and blatant that they left out plus-size bellies <laughs> because this whole concept of the video and from what everyone's saying is like oh it's all this diversity like all these different kinds of people like there's a couple men in there like and so it's like if the idea is that it's this diverse group of people and then yet plus-size women aren't there it feels like mm-hmm. a blatant leaving out and also yeah. it just shows 
where Harry's at and what he finds attractive and worthy to be in his videos. Because you can't just be like, oh, well, you know, it was just casting or like every, every music video has like, you know, models in it, like it's normal because this is Harry's music video. And if Harry was someone who found plus size women to be very attractive, he would be like, hey, I'm filming this video and I really want to have some plus size women in this video because I want them to be represented because that's who I find attractive. So it's just it just makes it very obvious and blatant that he doesn't find plus-size women attractive because otherwise he would have wanted them in this video. And the the one plus-size girl they have – or there's I think there's two. Um, both of them are covered up and hidden. One of them is hidden always behind other people, so you only see her, like, face and her shoulder. And then the other one, there's one full shot of her at the end, and she's got high-rise jeans on. And everyone else is, like – in bikini bottoms so it's just like really saddening and it's like again it's not surprising like it's not shocking um but it's just like it feels it just feel feels blatant to me yeah as someone who's plus size and it's hard to like it's hard to watch something where you're going into it thinking like oh my god this is gonna be so fun they're romping on the beach it's very sexual like it's just going to be a, a fun, great time. And then to kind of look and be like, oh, look at all these different people. Oh, none of them look like me. Right. Like, I'm not there. And then to additionally see the fandom saying, oh, my gosh, she's being so diverse. When yeah. I saw those tweets, I just was like, where? Yeah. Like, yeah, there's people from, like, with different skin tones. But I'm not seeing – people were saying, like, body diversity and i didn't see that no there is there is not body diversity there there was not body diversity there um but i also didn't expect that given the behind the scenes photos we had like i wasn't you know i saw all the people in the behind the scenes video who were going to be in the music video and like based on those ones back in january it was was like okay well (laughs) i don't see this body diversity here so i'm not i'm not i don't think i'm gonna see it when the music video comes out right um so, well, it's interesting, too, because yeah. there was a behind-the-scenes photo of um, this 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 one model who's, like, in the end shot, she's wearing a green bikini. I think she's, like, the plus-size model. Um, and in the behind-the-scenes shot, there was a photo of, like, her running in a bikini. Mm-hmm. But in the actual music video, it, it's not there. Right. Because I think when I saw the behind-the-scenes shots, I saw that model. And even though she's, like, a, probably a size 8, I was still, like, oh, like, that is still, like, nice that, right. you know, they have at least a, a, a in the fashion industry considered plus size model in here because I saw her, like, running in that shot. But then the actual video, she's not. Like, that's not yeah. – that scene isn't included. Right. Um, so – and I think they could have done a lot with bellies in this. They could have had a yeah. whole thing about like bellies and belly rolls and all the good stuff. Like, yeah. And they, that was a missed opportunity there. It definitely. really was. Yeah. Um. I saw a couple couple of tweets. I didn't want to read the people's names. I always feel weird reading people's twitters on air if we don't like know them or we didn't talk to them first. Mm-hmm. I know it's public, but like I don't know. It feels weird. <laughs> so I didn't include their names, but um, you can find them if you search watermelon sugar plus um but uh but yeah this person said don't get me wrong i love harry styles to death but he could have had some plus size ladies in the watermelon sugar music video he really had me with the lyric i want your belly but it was all a lie Hmm. um yeah 
Yeah. And then this person said, I love the watermelon sugar video and all the girls in it are gorgeous, but it's a little disappointing to see absolutely no body diversity in a group that is clearly supposed to be representing diverse, beautiful women. Diverse beauty still right. doesn't include plus size women, I guess. Mm. So that kind of sums up. Yeah. My feelings. It's just like representation is so important. Um, mm-hmm. Like seeing yourself reflected is so important. Um, and it's just like, it's just crazy how it's like 2020 and we still have so far to go. <laughs> yeah. And even for someone who's deemed as like progressive in the yeah. music industry, it's not there. And it's right. not even, I don't even care if he wasn't involved in casting, like you were saying, it's about actively, you have to be active. You can't be passive. Yeah. Being like, oh, I'm not going to tell them, like, oh, you'll just work it out. I'll leave the directors to it. Right. You know, he has to have an active voice. Yeah. Because you don't know who you're working with and where they are. And maybe the two directors or, you know, the casting, they're they're not going to necessarily do the most progressive things. So don't Mm -hmm. leave it up to them. You know, maybe they're good at their job, but you need to have, as an artist, you need to have control over the content you're putting out and you need to have a say. And he definitely is in a position of power where he has that say and he has that ability to to do exactly what he wants. And you can actively say, I want a diverse, diverse group of people in this and I want to see women of all different sizes. I want to see people of all different sizes. I don't want it to fall into this category that every other freaking thing falls into you know right yeah Yeah. exactly well that's like that's like how it's like being at a job and like not hiring any women and being like well they didn't show up to interviews I don't know what you want me to do right (laughs) yes (laughs) yes exactly it's like you're the boss yeah (laughs) yeah so I feel like that's something that yeah it, it definitely makes the entire music video feel like from another perspective you know yeah and it just kind of taints it like it sucks because I would like to be able to look at it and be like okay so here's this problematic thing about this but now let's look at the good things but because the problematic thing is uh directly related to me uh personally Mm. I can't like the whole thing is tainted like there's no part of it that I can look at now and feel good about because the whole thing just makes me feel like deep sadness <laughs> because mm-hmm. it's just like more it's just like a reminder of like yeah that's right like you know you're not I don't know it just the whole thing yeah. I feel kind of sad about so it sucks because now I can't kind of look at it and like find the good parts the good because bits, all I can yeah. think about is like the sad parts and it's just like yeah. It's hard because, um, like, there's definitely times where I'm able to, like, I mean, obviously, all of our, you know, most of our media is like this. Like, there's not adequate representation in, like, most media. So it's, it's like, it's normal, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm queer, and so, like, my... Like, media consumption tends to be kind of alternative and, like, tends to not be – like, a lot of the media I, like, consume tends to be more aware of, like, 
this kind of stuff and like more like body positive and like my <laughs> like my my hairy in one direction fandom is like kind of odd in that you know if like you right. look at the rest of like who I like it's it doesn't really fit in as as much although I came into the one direction and the hairy fandom like through queerness but right. like you know, I normally there aren't really other male artists who I follow who are like in the mainstream, um, who like aren't. Or I guess just in general, um, and also like the other the artists that I follow that aren't like I don't. So there's artists that I follow that I like know their politics, and mm-hmm. I and that's like one of the reasons I like them and I follow them really closely. Like I don't know, like Tegan and Sarah. Like I've been following them for a long time. I like have spent time in, like, in that fandom, and I, like, know their politics, and, like, that's part of why I like them. And, like, Harry is someone who I follow really closely as well. Um, But it's, like, I feel like I'm getting my words super super jumbled. Like, okay, I'm just going to pick a random artist that I like, but I don't actually critique them or follow their lives. Like, I don't know, who was I listening to the other day? Like, The Weeknd, okay? Mm. I love The Weeknd's music. I don't know anything about him. I don't, I don't know what he does. I don't know who he's dated. I don't know what his politics are. I, don't, I know nothing about him. And I can listen yeah. to his music and not feel weird about it because I don't know. It's just good music. Um, and that's how I am with, like, most music I consume. Like, that's, like, mainstream or, like, pop music, you know. And Harry is unique because we have this podcast. <laughs> so, like, I'm more invested in a different way. If we yeah. didn't have the podcast and I wasn't, like, in the Harry fandom – then I probably wouldn't have these feelings. I'm sure I would still be a fan of Harry's. I would listen to the music and watch this video, but I wouldn't have the same feelings because I wouldn't have the, not even the expectation, but just the want. I have like this want for Harry to like be good. And so like, and then when he isn't, then it makes me sad. I don't know if that makes any sense. I guess I'm just trying to explain that like, because I'm in the fandom, it's like mm-hmm. I'm more aware of stuff than I would be if I wasn't. If I was just like yeah. a casual listener of Harry, I would have watched this music video. I would have had zero bad feelings. Because I would have been like, yep, this is a music video like every other music video. And it wouldn't have right. made me cry. But because it's Harry, it made me cry. Yeah. And it's no, not because I want to date Harry. I don't. I'm a lesbian. I don't want to date Harry. <laughs> but it's just like, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like, Right. Because it's, like, this music video is, like, look at all these, like, beautiful people. And then it just makes me feel like I'm not beautiful. Like, I'm not included in that. On purpose. Right. Anyways, I'll stop talking now. No, I like I like that you're coming from a really personal and emotional place. Like, that is important. Yeah. Um, I think uh, there were even small things, too, for me that, like, made me go, Oh, really? (laughs) Like there's that shot of the girl's like bikini bottoms. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, where are her pubes? (laughs) Yep. Like this is not realistic. Mm -hmm. There was like stuff like that, that even that subtle thing just makes me, it's just also the coming to terms with, you know, we don't, I think when you're in fandom, you often, I mean, and this is just, the reality of it you don't know the artist you don't know whatever and it's more about your experience within it and I think you can create an image that you want and you can create the artist who you want to be and sometimes you live in a very progressive forward world and then when you're confronted with that it can be very jarring or Mm -hmm. disheartening 
Mm-hmm. Um, and it made me go, oh, we really need to do that fic, <laughs> the daisy chain fic. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yes. No, we do. <laughs> and also, like, that may- that reminds me, too, like, this. I don't know. It's hard to, like, a lot of these things are very complicated. But, like, with, like, following someone like Harry, um, Harry has stated that, like, he he's always been, like, pretty vague about his like sexuality like on purpose he's kind of like I you know I it's like basically it's like my business and he doesn't hasn't labeled himself but like you know he's he's often kind of like um seen as as someone who is like you know like it's it's like uh I'm trying to find ways to say this that I don't say (laughs) wrong things it's like being confronted with Harry's heterosexuality, not his heterosexuality. That's the wrong thing. Being confronted with like Harry in a setting of like heterosexuality. Heteronormativity? Do you, yes, yes. Yeah. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I, I feel do like you get could what you're probably say. say it better than I yes. than I am. Like I feel like I don't think I could, but I get <laughs> what you're saying. It's like it's like you have this person that in your head is part of your queerness, you know, whether, you know, it's, I don't know. I mean, he's been yeah. pretty, I, I have, he I have says a better, he doesn't define his sexuality. Yeah. I have so. a better way to say this. So like okay. there are artists that I follow that are queer, that I feel a safety in following them. So like, I don't know, Troy Sivan, as an example, he's gay. So I feel safe to follow him that he's not going to like, put out anything that's going to be um like heteronormative or like sexist in a way that like a straight man might cuz he's gay and there's like a safety in that that you don't have to worry about like that coming into play and i think like harry is someone who doesn't label his sexuality but i think like a lot of what he's done has been like more queer and so there's a safety in that and i think like right. this music video there was like parts of it that were like not so i think it just like mm-hmm. brings that into the forefront of like like how you said the girl with the with with like no pubes you know yeah like that is like a kind of heteronormative thing of like i don't know thinking about like what kind of body hair would harry want on a woman in his music video right <laughs> exactly i feel like this whole thing is just like very inarticulate um no but I, hopefully I like it it makes sense yeah, no, I think it does. And that goes into sort of the other feminist point I was going to talk about, which was um, the first half of the music video definitely falling into sort of the male gaze, the male fantasy of having tons of women around you, feeding you fruit, feeding you whatever. And I don't think it's all completely like that. And definitely the second half was more like a goofy sort of rendition of the music video. Um, mm-hmm. But there were definitely scenes in the first half that were very male gazy and I'm wondering mm-hmm. if it's also there was two male directors that could have mm-hmm. a big thing on it mm-hmm. um but yeah that that definitely was very obvious um and I'm glad the second half kind of diverted from that yeah um but when he's and I think sort of the comparison would be the lights up music video 
but it didn't feel that way. The Lights Up music video, when they're all in that big old orgy, it didn't yes. feel male gazy. I mean, no. there was m- multiple genders, but also just the way it was, it felt like he was a part of a, a mix of people. Yes. Versus like, there were scenes in this that looked like they were surrounding Harry and they were there for him and he yes. was like the god. Yes, and- the god or the king. Right, the king. And yes. then all these women are here to please him. Right. Which is also very opposite of like what I get when I hear the song. Yes. Like I like when I hear the song, I think of Harry worshiping like the woman he's singing about. Like that's what I hear right. when I hear the song is like the singer is like worshiping the person he's with. And yeah. then in the video Which I think we also get in scenes, like the first scene where he bites into the watermelon and then there's Right. scenes of a whole bunch of women looking like they're orgasming right um i think there's scenes of that but then it goes into this kind of opposite thing and i was like oh why did we why did we like, <laughs> yeah what happened yeah. yeah yeah and then there were like two i think there was two like male models in the video mm-hmm. but they were just kind of like randomly there in the background yeah they weren't focused on <laughs> it was like why are they there of- <laughs> and like there were a lot of other scenes like there was like i'm saying in the second half there were a lot of like silly scenes and it looked like they were having fun and yeah whatever um but <laughs> there definitely was the male gains gay stuff that i yeah. was like okay <laughs> i think sometimes i just like i'm like i roll i roll like okay yeah you know yeah well and i think like so we read and talk about fic a lot and like a lot of fan fiction not in the just in the one direction universe and like all all across the board a lot of fan fiction is like queer and it's, and it's written as like the characters are gay and like mm-hmm. there's a lot of women who read gay fanfic and i think one of the biggest things that like we get out of that or that women might get out of that is that like you don't have to think about sexism while you're reading it. Like, yeah. you don't have to think about it because it's not there. <laughs> because you're not, like, women yes. aren't there. But it's, like, it's like the one time where it can be completely removed. And I think, like, that is so, like, that is one of the biggest, like, reasons why it's so popular. Because it's, like, it's exhausting. It's exhausting to have to confront it constantly. And, it's like, yeah. if you're a woman and you're reading a story about um like a, a you know a man and a woman together or even two women together like there's going to be elements of that there and you're going to have to think about it and you're going to have to confront it and you're going to have to process it and it's exhausting and even if it's like something that's well made or that like handles the topics well it's still there it's still something you have to think about and there's yeah. something in like gay gay fan fiction where you just you don't have to think about it like you can just enjoy the story for what it is it's like sexism doesn't exist in the universe and yeah. it's like so relaxing <laughs> like to like and often homophobia doesn't exist either sometimes yeah. it is but a lot of times it doesn't exist a lot of times it and doesn't and it's like yeah and uh... it's just it's so it's like relaxing and it's just so nice to be in a world where you don't have to like think about that yeah um and i think like yeah, with stuff like this, it's, like, you do have to think about it because you're just, like, confronted with it, like. Right. Um, um, I think that's why so many people like the show Shit's Creek because mm-hmm. it doesn't really confront things like sexism and homophobia. And there's great ways to do it, to confront those things and make it important. But mm-hmm. Shit's Creek just doesn't, pretends in their universe it doesn't exist. 
yeah and that's such a safe space to be in and mm-hmm. to just exist for like 20 minutes mm-hmm. um, yeah because it's yeah. it's like i i love like stories and art that do confront those topics and like talk about them because it's obviously so important to like process and to like you know definitely shouldn't be ignored um right and i and i love you know absorbing art that deals with those topics like for sure um but it's also like so nice to have art that that just lets you escape and it's like yeah. if those topics are present like you can't just focus on like whatever the rest of the story is like you have to like think about right the other things going on and like that's true for anyone who's like part of a group that is like a minority or like an oppressed group like that is going to rule you all the time like any content you absorb like that's going to be something that you have to think about like whether consciously or unconsciously um it's just like there <laughs> like mm-hmm. so it's not just it's not just queer stuff like also you know if you're a person of color and you're mm-hmm. consuming media where there there's no people of color you're going to think about that or if they are you're you know there's going to be thoughts you know there's going to at some point be like how that's portrayed and like how that's mm-hmm. dealt with and like I don't know it's exhausting yeah definitely yeah like I feel exhausted after watching this video and talking about it even though mm-hmm. it's supposed to be like a happy fun video mm-hmm. and obviously a lot of people found it happy and fun and that's great I'm glad for them <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think I was I I I found it happy and fun and kind of ignored the other stuff. Yeah. Um, so I get the happy fun side. Yeah. But I also get the other side. And right. also we're like different people and I don't yeah. experience the same things you experience. Right. Well, that's so. yeah. And that's a big part of it. Like, yeah, like if. So when I when I like, I don't know, hear a song or like see something and there's like maybe some racism in it. Um, or not even racism, but, like, yeah, I don't know, mild racism, let's say. Like, I can see that and be like, oh, that's not great. But then I can right. still absorb it and not think about it because it's right. not about me, right? So I can see that and be like, oh, like, that that shouldn't have been in there. But it's I can then absorb it and not think about it or, like, put it away or be like, yeah, but look at these good parts because um, it's not mm-hmm. a, it is not affecting me personally. Um, similarly, like, to this video, because it's, like, me personally – I can't not think about it. Right. So, like, Caitlin might be able to, like, watch this and be like, oh, yeah, like, this isn't great. But, like, now I can, like, look at the good parts. But, like, for me, because it's, yeah. like, it's my, it's me. <laughs> it's, right. like, I can't. I can't just see the good parts in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, and, and not that I, not, I, not that I can't see the good parts. Like, I'm saying there aren't good parts. I can see that mm. there are good parts of it. But like on a personal level, I can't I can't really enjoy I don't find enjoyment out of it. Right. And that makes sense. Yeah. Um, some of the things I wanted to talk about, too, was uh, the fashion in it kind of moving away from what we're talking about. But let's keep up that conversation as well. Um, I really liked the styling of the music video. Uh, Harry Lambert did Harry styling and Kayla Marquez did the cast styling. Um, I loved the 70s retro feel um, and sort of the whole feel of the music video was very retro. There was parts that were filmed on one of those old fashioned 
little hand camera things I see people having um sort of that grainy feel it gives the music video um the color correction in the music video was amazing especially because from the behind the scenes photos we got back in January it was a pretty like gray day um and the video looks like it was like a beautiful summer sunny day and Dave Hussey did the color correction for that so um I thought that was really cool um you're like why does this place why does this <laughs> like beach and food and color not exist it's because it's been color corrected so nothing looks like that yeah um um what else we can kind of go through some of the gifts here i've i've included them i, ca- I kind of think we touched on a lot of the stuff um that was that happened in the music video already so i don't feel like we need to go scene by scene um but um, I did like the fashion Harry was wearing, especially the ripped jeans with the crop top and the cute uh, skinny scarf. I thought that was cute. Um, yeah. He's got a lot of sweater vests on. Yeah, the fashion just has a really 70s feel, uh, yeah. which I enjoy. Um, so I thought that was cute. Lots of pearls, lots of sweater vests, mm-hmm. um, lots of bright colors, some funky stuff. Um, I was yeah. also curious how many watermelons <laughs> that they ate during yeah. this music video or consumed. Um, and the person who did like the food styling, which is a thing, um, posted pictures of like the amount of watermelons they had, the behind the scenes shots of watermelons and like setting up the watermelons for like the picnic scene. And she also has a shot of, um, I didn't actually write the person's name down, but of all the bitten into watermelon that the cast had which is funny if you scroll down on the dock it's on i don't know what page is covered up um page 26 yes i'm actually um, looking at it right now yeah so i thought those were fun behind the scenes shots of all the watermelons that they had brought um and like amazing how much styling went into the watermelons like mixed with berries and lining up the fruit in the food so it looks really pretty um mm-hmm. And the collection of bitten into watermelons is kind of funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then. Um, so some of the, a lot of the models actually and actors in the video have been talking about their experience. Um, one of them, Efrata, was uh, tweeting all about it and answering fans and tagged a whole bunch of people who were in the uh, music video and every I like went and checked out everyone's posts and everyone said like it was such a fun day like they had such a good time Harry was so nice and friendly and um warm um and I know there's this thing going around on Twitter (laughs) about Harry being the consent king so um Efrata did an Instagram live with another one of the models and said um the people were telling him to touch my hair and play with it. And he was like, wait, 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 pause. Can I even, can I even touch your hair? Is that even okay? And I was like, yeah, that's so nice. That's so, that was really sweet. Um, so apparently he was asking, um, like anytime someone had to touch someone or whatever, um, if it was okay. Um, and I know Lucia, you were talking about this a bit and I sort of thought the same thing, which was like, that is a, a minimum standard, especially uh, Efrata, who's talking about the touching of the hair, is a black woman. And, like, it is a low standard to say, like, asking, can I touch your hair? Um, 
and that was like people are like oh my god like he's amazing for doing that um but like okay (laughs) that's what you should do um but apparently he was known as the consent king on set which was kind of funny I guess Um, yeah you want to say more about that well it's just that like Harry is he gets he's getting like a ton of praise for this Mm -hmm. and it's just like an example of when this this kind of happens often where like uh usually a white man will do something um like expressing basic human decency and then people will kind of like fall over themselves and be like wow that's so incredible that he did that um even though it's like that's just basic like you should not touch a a black woman's hair without asking her like no um so that's kind of annoying um but also like the fact that this woman you know the model was saying this in in the live like shows that while it is basic human decency it's not being practiced by most people because she is obviously the person living that experience she is a black woman with big hair and her being like he asked if he could touch it like that was amazing is proof that like most people don't um so like i'm very glad that he didn't that he did and like you know it sucks Mm -hmm. that most people don't (laughs) yeah i think this is where people in like the fandom and in like media life and just in the general public will take something that he does and like turn him into like the god of consent or like even though consent king was something like they had on set but like people have been saying like oh my gosh he's amazing for doing this and like that's not coming from him directly it's coming from the fandom Mm -hmm. that create puts him on a pedestal i think yeah and it's like yeah great that he did that i'm glad he did that should be what he does you know yeah Um, and then like people take it and run with it yeah and it's not that you shouldn't like feel good about harry when you see that like you should it's not that like you shouldn't have good feelings about harry for like for doing that like it's just that like people need to be careful about kind of giving out awards to people for like just being basic decent people right um yeah (laughs) and also not let it cloud your judgment of like because i think what happens is like because harry is someone who is quite decent in the realm of like normal pop stars and normal like white cis males we see um i think people then like you said put him on a pedestal and then when he does Mm -hmm. do things that like are to be rightfully criticized people can't handle that because it's like right. no harry is a god he can't do anything wrong and yeah. i think like these kinds of things being like oh like he asked he asked if he could touch this girl's hair like end up making people think that he is infallible or like mm-hmm. he can't do it do anything wrong or like yeah. that there's some kind of like gauge of like good person versus bad person and harry's a good person therefore he can't never do anything bad which yeah. is not how it works like everyone no. can make mistakes and like be hurtful and like do the wrong thing sometimes um and so i think it's just kind of it can be a little bit dangerous when people kind of see harry as like a godlike person who can do no wrong and i guarantee you i guarantee you harry himself would say the same thing yes like he would not he i I guarantee he does not think of himself as as a god who cannot cannot Mm -hmm. do no wrong (laughs) right yes i don't know him but i just like i can probably true 
guarantee you like yeah 99 I'm 99% sure (laughs) he doesn't think that about himself um yeah and also he doesn't need people to to defend him you know he's very well liked he's very popular (laughs) as he should be like it's right it's right that he is Mm -hmm. um but he's not he's not uh you know being attacked Mm -hmm. uh really ever Mm -hmm. yeah um also, people were drawing comparisons from the Kiwi music video, the Lights Up music video, and also whether or not this is a continuation of Adore You. Um, so the ending scene in the Watermelon Sugar music video is very similar to the ending scene in the Kiwi music video. Of course, in the Kiwi, it's Harry with a bunch of kids after they had a fight, a food fight. And in the Watermelon Sugar one, uh, they're all lined up in kind of like a classroom photo-esque line eating watermelon. Um and this sort of is the comparison of uh, Kiwi Walk, so Watermelon Sugar sh- could run. So I wonder if they purposely did those parallels. Um, I, I thought know. those were yeah. interesting. And also both music videos started with like a little uh, sentence on a black screen. In the Kiwi it said, no uh, humans or animals were harmed during the making of this video. It's kind of cut off, so <laughs> I'm not sure if I got that exactly right. Um, and then... Um, Watermelon Sugar starts with this video is dedicated to touching May 18th, 2020. Uh, And then I know before the music video came out, people were saying that because it's on a beach, it's almost like the person who sailed away in the Adore You video ended up on this uh, Watermelon Sugar beach. Do you think that's true or do you think they're kind of just separate? (laughs) Do you think it could be a continuation? Well, I'm not sure if it's on purpose, but I definitely know that when we talked about... um, the album I don't remember what when we talked about this but I had or we had this idea of like the succession being like adore you um first and then watermelon sugar and then lights up like the three music videos being like a timeline of like right he leaves the the he leaves Aroda and then like lands on this beach and then like mm-hmm. lights up is like that evening right so I don't know if that was on purpose, but um, yeah, I can see it. Yeah, no, I can see it too, totally. Um, yeah, and again, just even themes of water throughout, like even if they're not fully connected, mm-hmm. like all of them have themes of water yeah. falling, adore you, watermelon sugar, lights up, lights up. Yeah, they were all wet, right? <laughs> yes. Is this the fourth music video we've gotten? Yeah. Yeah, because we got falling. Yeah, geez. Yeah. Do you think this will be the last one of the fine line era? I think probably um, just because usually like you wouldn't see more than that mm-hmm. from one album. And then also like no one can film anything right now. Yeah. Uh, and it's probably going to be a while before videos can be filmed. Although I guess you could do like a home filmed video. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I suspect this is probably the last one. Yeah, especially because they seem to be doing everything in advance. Like this one yeah. was obviously done in January. Harry's supposed to be on tour for the next however long. I don't know if there was a week put in the tour dates to like film another music video or not. Yeah. Um I could have imagined them maybe doing like one of those music videos that's just kind of like live footage. Yeah. Um kind of like that that adore you one we got from 
you know that adore you one where was there some behind the scenes but also some of the live footage of harry performing right at london right um but i don't know i'm not really expecting another one if there was another one do you know what you would want it to be what song you'd want it to be i don't know i mean my favorite songs are Fine Line and Cherry, but I feel like for a music video, it'd probably be funner to see, um, like, a funner song, like, mm-hmm. maybe, like, Sunflower or Canyon Moon, because mm. I feel like yeah. they, you could do a lot of, like, fun stuff with, like, a video like that. Yeah. Um, especially, like, Canyon Moon, I feel like you could do a lot of, like, driving shots. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Canyon Moon. I could see Canyon Moon maybe being a single or golden because harry really liked that one yeah um i don't know i feel like cherry would be a great one to do like put out an acoustic yeah music video where it's like him kind of like the um two ghosts one that we ended up getting yes um that would be pretty cool that is still like oh wait i guess that's not what i was thinking of never mind (laughs) (laughs) um so i don't know if it would be a single but yeah. I, I wonder how his song will chart given this music video coming out. And I mean, Adore You took a while to climb the charts, but recently it's been pretty high up there. Yeah. While the music video came out um, like months and months ago before the album even came out. Yeah. Um, but then it eventually climbed. So I wonder if Watermelon Sugar will have a same thing or if it's going to climb because of the music video or if it just really won't go anywhere. It's so hard to tell. Um, it's kind of like a hit or miss and you can't really predict what will happen mm-hmm. um, right now it's not in the top 10 or top 20 or top 30 <laughs> adore right. use 33 on itunes um i just kept scrolling oh, to see wow. where it was um, that's still, fine line, that's still is, up there though yeah fine line is still the 11th most popular album on um itunes so it's doing wow. really well like in terms of longevity yeah that's wild Um, so yeah um that's pretty much it for the discussion on this today do you have any more thoughts lucia um my only thought is that i feel like i was just speaking gibberish for half of this episode um but sometimes that's just the way it goes so Mm um yeah hopefully you guys listening um understood what i was trying to say <laughs> i feel like um that uh that interview with little mix where um they're doing accents and i yeah. think it's jesse and she tries to do jamaica yeah. and she just like <laughs> says the craziest like gibberish um yeah. that's how i felt for like a good half of this episode um but yeah i just like when i'm when there's like topics like this that are really like i don't know kind of trauma inducing for me I have to kind of like dissociate in order to talk about them and then when I'm like in a more dissociative state I just like it's harder for me to then be articulate mm-hmm. so um yeah well I really understood what you said okay and I also want to validate the ability to have a, a response and a thought process that comes from like the gut and the emotion because yeah. I think in the patriarchal world we're told we need sentence structure and you know, it has to be all planned out in topic sentence and make sure you're all planned and that's not always how it comes and how you feel it so right 
Um, I don't think, I think things being disjointed and emotional and confusing and gut reaction can be really uh, important. So thank you for that. Yeah. Well, thank you for saying that. And that's what you guys got today because I didn't like watch the video a couple of days ago and then like create my thoughts. I literally like watched right. this, watched it like 20 minutes before we started recording. So <laughs> that was my like immediate reaction. <laughs> Which is funny because normally, like, when stuff like this happens, like, I would have watched it and then, like, talked to my friends about it and then, like, recorded. Right. So, like, the conver- like the stuff you got was, like, probably what I would have said to my friends or, like, you know, to Caitlin before yeah. we recorded. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think people enjoy this episode. And if you guys have any commentary on anything we talked about today um, or your own feelings about the music video, please let us know. Um, we would love to hear from you guys. Yeah. Uh, do you have a recommendation today, Lucia? Well, my recommendation, uh, I don't know. I had a couple, but I don't want to recommend them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Perfect. You, you um, do I'm one gonna... and then I'll, I'll think. Okay. I'm going to recommend mangooutlet.com. Um, this is an outlet store for the brand Mango and everything is so much cheaper. They're like, there's literally jumpsuits for $6, which it saddens me because I know how overpriced everything ends up being if they're selling things for $6, um, on an outlet store. Um, but it also means you can buy things a lot cheaper so you don't have to spend a lot of money. Um, and there's often a lot of sale deals there. Plus I recommend you... Another thing I've been doing is adding things to lots of different shopping baskets uh, at online clothing stores and apps and then not purchasing and going back every so often and seeing if things are then discounted. A lot of things, uh, if you wait a couple weeks, will then be on sale or wait for a special sale weekend. If you're thinking of buying something and you want to save some money, um, I recommend that as well. Nice. Um, my... Recommendation is a Stitcher Premium podcast, actually, called Groceries. So my favorite podcast used to be one called Throwing Shade. They're still running. I kind of got annoyed with them for a little bit um, and stopped listening, and then now I'm kind of listening again. Um, But the people who do Throwing Shade, Brian Safi and Aaron Gibson, um, did a spinoff podcast called Groceries uh, on Stitcher Premium because they made a joke in their main podcast that they often end up, like, talking about groceries like in the intro and they're like doing their life update <laughs> so and people really liked it so literally the podcast is them like going to grocery stores and reviewing them um mm-hmm. but they're very funny um it's like very the the podcast is very queer and, and feministy and like the Th- throwing shade podcast is like a politics podcast so mm. groceries is about groceries but it obviously has some of those elements but it's just like that sounds so fun we need a spin-off really podcast that's lighthearted. <laughs> Honestly, you'd think a One Direction podcast would be lighthearted, but I know (laughs) sometimes it is. I'm sure, though, if we started talking about groceries, we would get political. I know we would. (laughs) Yeah, we would. But yeah, it's just like it's so fun. It's so it's such a good escape. Um, It's really enjoyable to listen to. You do have to pay for Stitcher Premium, but if you want to listen to groceries, you can do a code to get like a free week, you know, or a free month. Um, mm-hmm. just listen to the, all the episodes and then you can delete your subscription if you don't mm-hmm. want to be paying for it. Um, so you can totally listen to them without having to pay. You just have to do the trial and then remember to cancel the trial. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah. or if you like 
it, you can stay subscribed. Um, but yeah, that's my recommendation. It's just a really fun time. And I've actually re-listened to, they have one season out and I've re-listened to it um, more than twice. <laughs> oh, damn. Like, it's just like fun and like, uh, it's like uh-huh. if I'm driving and I don't feel like listening to anything difficult, I'll just put it on. Yeah. Um, that actually makes me think of a podcast I want to recommend as well. Um, I haven't actually listened to it yet, but I got the recommendation from another podcast I listened to. Daniel, <laughs> um, one of the hosts, uh, Pamela, on it recommended um, a musical podcast. She, she really likes music called Dissect, um, mm-hmm. where every season they go song by song through an album. And uh, they do R&B albums. I know they've done like Kanye, Kendrick Lamar. They're doing Beyonce this season. Beyonce's Lemonade. So they're going to go through every single song on the album. So I'm super stoked to listen to this um, because I love the album. And it's one of those albums that brings me exactly where I was when I heard it um, and like when I listened to it. So I don't know it yet, but um, if anyone else likes music and likes music podcasts, you'll probably like it too. So, yeah. Um, Yeah, let us know what you guys think of this episode. As I said before, reach out. Tell us your opinions on the music video. Um, if there's anything else you want us to talk about during this time, we would love to. We like discussing random things on episodes. Um, thank you guys so much for listening to episode 223 of Talk Direction. You can follow us on Twitter at talk underscore direction. You can email us at talkdirection at gmail.com or go to our Tumblr, which is talkdirection.tumblr.com. You can also go to our Instagram, which is just Talk Direction. And you can follow us individually on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Caitlin I.R. Foster, and Caitlin is spelled C-A-I-T-L-I-N. And Lucia, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lucia O, spelled L-U-C-C-I-A-O-H. And then you can head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash talkdirection, for extra bonus content uh, about One Direction and podcast content where we have Talk Direction Down Low, which is a little mini podcast episode. And today we're going to be talking all about what Niall wrote about Damien Rice, as well as um, the updated photo of Harry in a beautiful lace dress. Um, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and leave a review to help more people discover the show. And you can also listen and like on SoundCloud. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Lucia. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time for episode 224. Bye! Bye.